You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer. So let's turn to our final topic and guest of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're hearing about an upcoming production. Now, this is no ordinary production because it's a play that's based and inspired by a shocking case uh, back in 2003 uh, that really shook Hong Kong. Now, the play is called Distressed Asset. And to tell us more, I'm really, really delighted to be joined once again by the director and the founder of Sweet and Sour Productions, Candice Moore. Candice, it's so great to speak to you. How are you doing? Yeah, good morning, Noreen. I'm very well, thanks. Um, yeah, it's lovely to see you and uh, to chat about the play, but I'm, I'm very well. Yeah, how are Yes, I'm doing very well. Uh, unfortunately, I'm just wondering if the audio is going through. Are you able to hear me clearly? I can hear you clearly, yes. Yes, okay. Actually, I can, I can hear you clearly too. Okay, well, we are live this afternoon, uh, sorry, this morning on Facebook, Noreen yeah. Mir on RTHK Radio 3. And um, I think I've solved the issue. I didn't put the volume on the Zoom up, so... We are live this morning on Facebook, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. I'm really glad to see you again. Candice, it's been so long. Um, I know it's been ages. I can't remember the last time I was in the studio in person. It's been a while. Yeah, it looks nice and shiny and new, though, behind you there. All we're missing is just having actual guests in the studio. But this is the, ne- the next best thing, to, to be able to, yeah. to speak to you virtually. So I'm yeah, sure uh, the audience uh, are just missing having live performance. I mean, what's yeah. it like as a director to be able to put something together and present it to a live audience once again? It's great. It's a relief, to be honest, and it's exciting because it's been so long, you know, since, well, I last did a show in December. That was a Christmas carol at the Fringe. But even then, it's, you know, few and far between at the moment with productions. So it just feels really nice to be back rehearsing again with the actors and the team. Uh, Yeah, it's like coming home. It just feels great. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about a Distressed Asset. What is this play based on? Well, it's, it is based on and inspired by uh, the Nancy Kissel milkshake murder case, um, which, as I'm sure a lot of people know, and if they don't know, um, happened in Hong Kong in 2003, uh, where Nancy Kissel was married to Robert Kissel, a, a top banker. Um, and she, was, she was his wife, of course, and she, she murdered him um, by poisoning him with a strawberry milkshake initially, which incapacitated him. And then she did hit him over the head with a statue, well, actually a figurine to be specific, at least five times. Uh, and that and that did it, that, you know, that finished him off. Yeah. yeah. Now, this case, it, you know, if, if people don't know about it, it's such a fascinating case. And, and what made you want to sort of base your play on them, write a play on this? I think because I gradually got quite obsessed with it, uh, you know, interested in it, especially at the time. In fact, that was the year that I came back to Hong Kong, 2003. I'd been away, you know, for a while. Then that happened. It was all over the news. So, you know, you couldn't not read about it or hear about it for quite some time. And I think though it was around about maybe, you know, a few years later, I got very interested in it and then read the books about the case reread articles, chat room threads, you know, anything I could find. <laughs> yeah, I know, I felt a bit like a stalker late at night going through GeoX. Yes. <laughs> or Who's Reddit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, are they, are, is that true what they're saying? Just so, so many opinions on it. So it was something I felt compelled to write about and, and to, to present. 
particularly in Hong Kong, which, you know, I mean, people, I think, are so interested to hear about the case or a take on it, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not the only one. People are just sort of obsessed with true crime. It's sort of one of the biggest yeah. uh, categories in podcasts, yeah. for example. Yeah. Why do you think That's people right. are so fascinated in in true crime? Well, it's, I mean, it's so dramatic, isn't it? You hear, a, you know, especially the milkshake murder, for example, you hear or see that a title like that. And it is intriguing. And then normally the details are quite salacious and shocking. So that you know, grips people or grabs their attention. So I think that initially is very interesting. And then when you read the details, you know, it's normally normally shocking. Um, you know, oh, I'd never do that. Imagine doing that. And it just draws you in. You think, how could people do that? Why does this happen? What could drive someone to kill another person? Uh, and the way they do it. I mean, I think Hong Kong tends to have fairly dramatic murder cases when they happen. <laughs> you know yeah so that that grabs you it just grabs the attention it's like headline grabbing for better or worse i I think you're right it's so dramatic can't look away yeah yeah exactly dramatic and traumatic i think you can't look away i certainly can i think a lot of people feel the same and especially with this case when you get a very wealthy couple uh, the wife kills a husband you know who who would do that and why i mean you can't help but i think with this case be intrigued and want to know more. And still now, this day, even now, nearly 20 years later, uh, I talk to people, even I mention to people I'm writing this, and the interest level's high. Yeah. I yeah, think it's because it's know. got so many different elements to it. It's got, yeah. as you mentioned, sort of the wealthy expat couple who on the outside seemingly yes. have it all. Then you, you then there is yeah. allegations of drugs and then there's abuse yeah. and, and sex. Yep. So it's got That's everything right. um, yeah. and, and it does does grip does gr- gr- grip the audience. So as the writer and as the director, what sorts of yeah. sort of challenges did you have incorporating all of it? Because there's just a lot of research. What did you yeah. include? What did you choose? not to or how much of it did you choose to include yes but you're right there's so much out there about it and even just talking to people so it's very much my take so I'm not looking to rewrite what I've read or what people have told me I mean the characters are different different names nationality the situations I have invented but to me it's initially what prompted me to write was her having well people may know this she wrapped her husband's body in a rug after she murdered him and she kept him in the bedroom with with her for about two or three days after that was a starting point for me i think why would you do that what would go on in the room when that was happening what would she say what would she do so that's what prompted me to start writing it was that scenario um and just to take it from there so it's a mix of present day which is the body in the room the helper knocking on the door, want to know where he is and what's going on. Um, and then flashbacks that look at their relationship in different points, uh, different snippets of the couple's relationship when they were happier, when they were younger, uh, not so happy, you know, arguing when they're you know going to have a baby, that, that kind of thing. So it's the like key moments in their life, looking at snapshots of that mixed in with the reality, which is the bodies in the room, you know, and why why did she do it and what she's saying to him. So it's very much centred around the apartment and that with flashbacks to key moments. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's so gripping. That's yeah, because... It is. It is. And again, what to include, I just kind of went with what I felt I wanted to write. 
uh, and all the other information, which is fascinating, probably did inform it, but it's just great to have it as research and background information to draw on um, without necessarily looking to, you know, repeat what people have told me verbatim or anything like that. Uh, which people might be glad to hear. I've not written down what people have told me. <laughs> Anonymous. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but it's purely from imagination, but with that stimulus. So that's what, yeah, it just focused on the apartment, what was going on at the time she committed the murder. Yeah, yeah, that's so gripping. It's true because, you know, what would a person do with a with a dead body of somebody that they've just murdered in that? That's no. such a good starting point. Um, what might they say or do? Well, yeah, the audience will find out what might she say and do and why. That's a question as well. Often people ask us, why did she do it? Why not? Again, you're right. Allegations of abuse were very much there. Domestic abuse, violence, drugs, sex, all of that. Uh, she certainly alleged, you know, her husband um, did all these things to her and treated her badly. So the, the question is, to what extent is that true? Um, so looking at that question, um, you know. What yeah. did he or didn't he? But, yeah. So this is yeah. many years of your own research and, and in the making. When did you start yeah. writing it and thinking, right, I'm going to create a play? This Probably about four years ago, uh, four or five years ago. I mean, I had the idea before that, actually. Maybe eight years ago, it began to germinate and I read the books again. Um, <laughs> but really about four years ago. Yeah, I've got the e-books. There's two books about the yeah. case, which are, are a good read. A very good read. Um, so really, 2018, I started writing. Not continually, other things cropped up. So I went, you know, I left it, came back to it uh, a few times. So finally, it's in, you know, I'm in a position to to stage it as a reading um, as well. So obviously, the actors will have scripts, um, but it's rehearsed um, with music, some lighting um, to put it out there and also see what people think. Uh, I really want to know what the audience think of the play. Exactly. And they have a chance, uh, hopefully. Um, Now, the show dates and times are on the 23rd and on the 24th of September. And it's at the Macaulay Studio at the the Studio Theatre at the Hong Kong Arts Centre. It's quite an intimate setting, um, Candice. How many actors are are you having and, and sort of what sorts of characters are in your production? Yeah, there's four actors. Um... The main characters are well, Susan Goldsmith, uh, played by Davina Coretti. The husband, Spencer Goldsmith, played by Rob Archibald. Uh, the helper, Dolores Cruz, played by Russell Aranza. And Susan's mother, Veronica Montague Fox, played by Jacqueline Gurley Moore. So it's four, the four actors. So you've got the couple themselves, their helper, and the, the wife's mother, uh, who, you know, appears later on in the play. Um, so those are the characters, yeah. Wow. Um, why did you include the wife's mother, uh, as, uh, um, the wife's mother as sort of the, yeah. uh, a character? I thought that was interesting because, in, I know in real, well, this is in real life, um, I believe right not long after Nancy Kissel killed her husband, uh, her father flew over from the States yes. first. That's right. And then, you know, to find out what was going on. So that I thought was interesting, but to make it her mother, um, because you're really, and her mother did come over in real life, of course. I thought initially, let's have the mum come over. You know, the relationship between the mother and daughter is interesting to look at too, uh, with Susan and Veronica, uh, how they interact and what the mother, because I don't know about you, but in cases like this, you sort of think, well, what was her upbringing like? What was her background like? 
not that we go into that in great detail, but you can see with the dynamic with her and her mum, how she may have become the person that she is, or yeah. or not, depends oh, no. on the audience. <laughs> Yeah, their interpretation. <laughs> I, I love yeah. Oh, that's yeah. that, or maybe not. <laughs> yes, exactly. Depends what the audience think. I don't want to tell people uh, or be too, you know, specific. Yeah. yeah. So what's the rehearsal process been like? I mean, we're still sort of got a bit of COVID restrictions going on yeah. in, in, in Hong Kong. Um, what's that yeah. process been like? Actually, it's been fine. Um, we, we rehearsed in Wan Chai. Um, in a space there in a church in Wan Chai. So rehearsals have been not too restricted, really. Uh, we rehearse about three times a week. Um, as I say, it's a reading, so it's slightly different. Um, I think the actors are pleased not to have to learn the lines. <laughs> but there's still, you know, a lot of rehearsal and time goes into it. So three three times a week. But it's not been any... We haven't run into any problems because of COVID restrictions or mm. anything being closed to us. So um, that's been great. That's really good yeah. to hear. Um, now, yeah. how will the audience be able to support? Because I think the audience have really missed uh, going to a venue and actually yeah. seeing a production and, yeah. and the script reading as well. So how can uh, our listeners find out a little bit more about your play? Sure. There's information on our ticks. That's where the tickets are on sale. We, uh, the, show, I sh- the show is sold out. Um, but so t- Congratulations. Tickets <laughs> it's sold out pretty fast but herb ticks there is information there's also information on my website uh sweet and sour productions uh, and on our facebook page as well and instagram so there's information and also there's an article in the south china morning post uh online article um and obviously this fantastic interview that we're doing now <laughs> so there's there's ways for people to to find out on social media and i'm also hoping not confirmed to maybe add another performance oh. but again i'll put those if i can fingers uh, crossed yes exactly we'll see but as i say the purpose of this is for for me as well as for research and development as a writer so to hear what the audience think and then down the line hopefully not too far down the line is to do it again as a full production so you know if people don't get to see the reading uh, it will go on again uh, in a different format so they won't completely miss out um, but I mean, as we're talking now, I'm getting messages coming through people wanting tickets. So which is great. Uh, well, sadly, there aren't any at the moment. <laughs> but if I can, go, I will. And I'll yes. certainly let people know. Yeah, please. Yes, Candice, wish you the best of luck. That's such a great, uh, such a great thing to, to, to hear that, you know, our listeners and audience might get an opportunity uh, to attend the script reading, but keep us posted. Hopefully there'll be another uh, rehearsal that people can go to. And meanwhile, yeah, remind our listeners once again, uh, how can we find out more? Have you got a website or, or a Facebook or Instagram? Yes. Yeah, my website is www.sweetandsour.com.hk and there's information about the show there. Facebook page as well, Sweet and Sour HK, Sweet and Sour Productions Limited. Um, and also Herb Ticks on the Herb Ticks website. There's information about the show as well and on Instagram. Uh, I post about the show there as well, so there's plenty of information. And the SCMP article online um, is a great job of describing what's happening in the show and just positioning that too. So uh, grateful for that. That was great coverage. So that's out there as well for people to look up. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Candice, such a pleasure to have you on the program again. I wish you yeah, the best great. of luck for the script reading. Hope it all goes well and keep us posted. Thank you so much once I again. Well, thanks very much, Noreen.